Let me know if this sounds like you. You're a teacher who's at their wits end, burned out, or maybe you're just stressed to the max. You want to get on the road to burnout recovery, but you don't know what to do, how to get there, or if it's even possible. I hear you and I want to help, but we didn't get into burnout on the same path. So why should recovery be any different? That's why I wanted to share with you a brand new free resource that I have on my website. It's called the Personalized Roadmap to Teacher Burnout Recovery. In this quick, less than five minute quiz, you'll answer questions that will help identify your needs, your strengths, and your weaknesses. Once you've completed it, you will have access to the personalized roadmap to burnout recovery that's going to give you your next best steps to take on your recovery journey, packed with resources and support along the way. Head over to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash quiz or head over to the link in the show notes. I cannot wait to see your action steps along the way. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to episode 19 of the Resilient Teacher Podcast. I am so blessed to be able to collaborate with a lot of extremely knowledgeable educators in the online space and honestly, creating a community that is supportive and encouraging is vital to me. But sometimes it's difficult to find people who are on the same page as you. That's why I feel like it's such a blessing that I found and connected with my friend Rachel Linhart, who is on a mission to support educators similarly to how I show up. In this episode, Rachel and I are talking about how she went from a hot teacher burnout mess to inspiring others with her teacher burnout message. I love that play on words, by the way. She is going to share with us how she did it, changing how we see self-care, practical burnout prevention with Rachel's signature news strategies, bite-sized practices you can implement to take care of you, and our discussion on teachers leaving the classroom. And I think our perspective on leaving the classroom isn't going to be exactly what you think. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey there, and welcome to the Resilient Teacher Podcast, the podcast giving overwhelmed and burned out teachers inspiration, sustainable strategies, and reigniting passion for teaching. I'm Brittany, a special education teacher and teacher resilience and retention strategist, and I am on a mission to inspire educators to prioritize their mental health and individualize their self-care routines so that they can live a balanced, fulfilling life as an educator while making a bigger impact in their classrooms and communities. Each week, I'll be sharing tips, strategies, mindset shifts, and discussing hot topics in teacher resilience with other knowledgeable experts so that you can ditch the overwhelm, prevent burnout, and create the life you've been dreaming about. So let's get started, and let me remind you that you too are a resilient teacher. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to give a weekly community member shout out to J.O. Chang, who left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and says, Brittany always provides some insightful and helpful suggestions of being a teacher, how to not only take great care of yourself, but to also maintain your body without being too stressful. We can be overwhelmed by the courses that we need to prepare, and I always find comfort in this podcast. Highly recommend. Joyce, who I got to meet over on Instagram, also not only left this review, but she screenshotted the episode a while back that she was listening to and shared it on her stories. And I just got to give her like a huge shout out because 
Reviews like that and sharing the podcast with those you know is such an amazing way to support my mission. So many educators are looking for support and tips on how to beat burnout, and that is my goal and why I started this podcast so that I could reach those teachers who need it the most. So if you haven't done so already, leave a review, screenshot the episode you're listening to, and share it on your Instagram stories and tag me so I can tell you how much it means to me. Or we can even chat about your burnout or the struggles that you're having. Seriously, like I love chatting with you guys, especially when I see that you've shared so I can bring you more relative content to your ear holes. And you just never know when I'll give you a shout out for your review or use what we discussed in an episode to give you the support that you need for your unique challenges. And speaking of taking great care of yourself and maintaining your body without being too stressful, I am super excited to introduce you guys to my friend, Rachel Linhart. Rachel, who you might know as Chock Full of Life, and I are kindred souls. Just wait until you hear how aligned we are. Rachel is a veteran educator of 20 years, and she burned herself completely out, not once, but twice. She decided to turn her mess into her mission and help other teachers avoid making the same mistakes that she did. She now teaches teachers how to live their best life both in and out of the classroom. Hey, Rachel, I am so excited to have you on the Resilient Teacher Podcast. Rachel, I love talking with people who just get it, and you're one of those people who just gets it. So can you tell the listeners a little bit about your teaching journey? What makes you so passionate about supporting educators? Thank you. Um, My name is Rachel, and I'm from Chock Full of Life. And I started teaching back in 2003, and teaching was like the only thing I ever wanted to do growing up. I would play school with all my stuffed animals and made my brothers be my kit, my students. And um, it was all I ever wanted to do. And I know back in college, um, we were told, teach for the outcome, not for the income. And you're going to be doing long hours. And that's just part of the job. That's just, it is what it is. And so that's kind of the frame of mind I came from and being a perfectionist and people pleaser and type A and Enneagram 3 kind of person that's what I did because I wanted to be good and I wanted my admin to like, to like, not just like me, but love me and think I was this amazing teacher. And so I worked and I worked a lot. I would work, you know, probably 55 to 60 hours a week. Um, And that eventually led me after a, a decade of doing that, literally a decade of doing that led me in some pretty deep burnout. Um, It wasn't until I actually had my own children that I realized how unsustainable – I mean, I knew that was unsustainable, but I lived, eat, breathed, slept teaching 24-7. I had my kids kind of a little later, like 30, um, Mm -hmm. which that's not that later. But still, I was teaching a good eight, nine years before I had kids. And um, when the kids came in the mix, then I realized I can't do – both of this or both of these and do I couldn't do either of them well. Um, I had no balance in my life. I had I was not thriving in any area. I was barely surviving and um, found myself burnt out two different times. Once after I went back to work after our youngest was born and then again in the pandemic. Um, and so my my whole mission is to teach teachers how not to do what I did. Like, don't do like these. I lived, I lived this and now I know better. And so my mission is to teach all teachers that you can still be an amazing teacher and have boundaries and you can be an amazing teacher 
and leave work at contracted time and not feel guilty about it. You can be an amazing teacher and an amazing mom or parent. Um, so I that just became my passion. And that's kind of I, I think we'll get into this later, but it's kind of how I got out of my second burnout um, was I made it my mission to teach teachers what not to do. <laughs> I love that because – and this is why I love like having people with these same mindsets on the podcast is because you hear about teachers going through burnout, but – not a lot of teachers are out there trying to support other teachers and tell them, don't do that. Don't do mm-hmm. these things that I did. Yeah. Um, and that's how I got started. You know, I ended up burned out and I focused a lot on personal development. And during the pandemic, I wasn't personally burnt out at that point in time, but I saw all these other teachers who were struggling with that. And I was like, you know what? I I've researched this for 5 years. Like, this is something that I know a lot about and I feel like I can support these teachers in this way. And so I just I love collaborating with other educators who are on that same mission. You just you get it. Yeah. Um so you experienced this teacher burnout other than making it your mission. Like, was there other things that you did to overcome it? Yeah, um I sought help for myself. Um, there's a famous Instagram audio that kind of floats around from time to time that said, I think it's from, um, I think it's from Mel Robbins. And she says, no one's coming. Like no one's coming to save you. No one's coming to rescue you. And it was that, you know, light bulb moment of like, the only person that can fix me is me. Like I have to make that decision to figure it out. and But I knew I couldn't figure it out on my own, but I had to make that decision that I was going to draw a line in the sand and be like, okay, I need, you know, I need someone to help guide me and find the way. Um, And so back in 2014, when I had my first burnout, I actually sought out a life coach. And this was way back before life coaches were like a thing. And I still think today they have this like foo-foo kind of um, – I mean, I love life coaching. I, I'm a certified life coach myself. It's kind of part of my story. But um, that was before they were like a thing. And But anyway, I found a life coach who helped me understand the value that I possessed. Um, Because I think as teachers, we don't know how valuable we are. We don't know how marketable we are. We don't understand our worth because we're told we're just a teacher or you're, Mm -hmm. you know, you're just kind of boxed in, but you don't realize all the things that you do and the experiences that you have. And so she helped me to understand my worth and I was able to make the decision well, I knew I had to make the decision, but she was able to help me see it, that I needed to leave the district that I was in um, for a variety of reasons. And I was just scared that I wasn't good enough, that I, and who would hire me? You know, I'm just a teacher. Um, and so she helped me to see and she helped me to kind of like rewrite my resume because teachers don't write resumes like a corporate person would, you know, as, as often right. as a corporate person would. And like I said, this was back in 2014. P- teachers weren't hopping districts and like, you know, it was way, way pre-pandemic. Um, and so – Anyway, so I, I sought her help. And then in during the pandemic, when I had my second burnout, I actually went to um, to therapy. And um and and I had I had I got diagnosed with anxiety and I got on medication and I saw a therapist regularly and I did the work. 
because it is work that you have to do. Like no one can do it for you. Um, you can't just read a book and be like, okay, I'm I'm cured, I'm fixed. Like you, it's a daily thing that you have to do to keep from burning out, to heal that burnout that you already are experiencing. Like it's work that you've got to you've got to commit to. So yeah. I really hate to interrupt this episode, but I've got to bring you this really quick and remind you that getting help from a licensed professional is not a weakness. If you've listened to more than just this episode, you will notice that all of the educators that I speak with cite that therapy helped them through their tough times. And hey, while this podcast is meant to be helpful, it is not a replacement for therapy. I know so many educators who struggle with finding quality therapy near them or have difficulty managing appointments to see a therapist when our schedules as educators aren't really conducive for appointments to get help. That's why I've partnered with Talkspace, which is a comprehensive online mental health treatment website with various options to meet all of your needs. You can get ongoing support from a licensed professional from the comfort of your home, your car, wherever, because it's completely virtual and they accept many insurance plans as well. Stop putting yourself on the back burner because of the commute times and the scheduling hassles. Head over and save $100 on your first month at teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash Talkspace and use the code SPACE, S-P-A-C-E, for flexible plans to meet your needs and lifestyles and save money while receiving high-quality mental health care. Back to the episode. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I love exactly what you said, too. And I, I hear so many... Of the teachers that I talk to, they're they're kind of afraid of therapy. But as I speak with more and more of teachers who are on the same mission as I am, like you, um, one of my friends, Spencer, like yeah. we all went through therapy at some point and recognized all of these different pieces that is often not talked about in the education world. Like you oh, said, absolutely. leaving leaving the district, like nobody did that before. Um, they felt like they had to stay loyal to the district they mm-hmm. were in or have been in for a while. And um, I think that's one of the major things from the pandemic that really changed things for people was they realized, you know, I don't have to stay somewhere that I'm not happy. And I think that's the big movement in education right now is the realization of worth. And we'll get to talking about a little bit about um, teachers leaving in a little bit, but um, I think that's why a lot of teachers are leaving the profession. So I I know that you talk a lot about self-care. I do too. Love self-care. Self-care is so important for overall well-being. Um, what is your biggest reason that you think that you know self-care is important? I truly believe that if a teacher is not practicing self-care regularly, they will burn out. It's not a matter of if, it's it's when. Mm-hmm. Um, I think self-care needs to be in a teacher's job description because if not, then they're going to burn out, they're going to quit, or they're not going to be the, – they're working to their fullest potential because – they're going to end up in burnout. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually, I, I do have a podcast episode where I talk about making that your number one priority and mm-hmm. making it like your like working as though that that is your job description to put yourself first. Because if you aren't putting yourself first and you're spending your day giving and giving and giving, you're going to be left empty. And that's going to lead to burnout. 
Yeah. I mean, compassion fatigue, you know, that's, oh, yeah. where, that's where a lot of that comes from. And I love how you said that because I've never, never really had that perspective that it should be in your job description because self-care isn't just these bubble baths and things mm-hmm. like that. Although the intention behind that can be rest and that is important. Um, so what kind of self-care do you recommend to kind of prevent burnout? Well, I like you said, um, self-care sometimes gets the rap of like being a bubble bath or a manicure or these like self-indulgent kinds of things. And it doesn't have to be that way. Self-care is simply taking care of yourself. That's really all it is. And it looks different for you and me and everyone because we all have different things that energize us and that make us feel good. Um, the some of the most important forms of self-care that I think teachers should have are boundaries, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I talk about something called best news habits. And news is an acronym and it stands for nutrition, exercise, water, and sleep. And those are some of the key things that any human really needs. We need to have, you know, good nutrition. Not to say that we should never eat pizza or drink wine, but like, you know right. what I mean, like all in moderation. Yeah. Um, exercise. And that can just be simply getting out and walking and enjoying the air or yoga. It doesn't have to be running a marathon, you know, just moving your body. Um, and then water. <laughs> Teachers are chronically dehydrated for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. But I saw someone, and I can't remember who it was, Um, to give them credit, but I saw someone on Instagram, I think, post something about how bodily – basic human functions should not be denied (laughs) from teachers. Like teachers need to be able to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Absolutely. Like we need to be able to go to the bathroom. We need to be – so that we can drink water and stay hydrated, which sounds like so simple, yet how many teachers have had like UTIs? Like me, me. (laughs) (laughs) you know? So um, just advocating for yourself. Um, for whatever you need. And then, of course, sleep. You know, we shouldn't be staying up until midnight grading papers or cutting lamination or whatever. Like we need, as an adult, you need seven to eight hours of restful sleep. Um, so I just believe just having boundaries and then best news practices and whatever else fills your cup, you know, whether that's a trashy um, reality TV show or <laughs> some Bachelor, Bachelorette, yeah. <laughs> whatever that looks like, um, just making it a priority. Yes. I, I love the news thing. I've never – that is that like your signature thing? That yeah, you, that's, you, that's something that I, I teach. That. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, so, you know, and you talked about this, but like those news strategies that you've come up with in that acronym, those are actually evidence-based ways that we can end the stress cycle. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we get stuck in the stress cycle. And I talk about that in previous episodes. But when we think about, you know, nutrition and things like that, people think diets. Yes. It's, it's really not about that. It's about fueling your body so mm-hmm. that you have the energy to sustain what you need to do in teaching. And yes. I love that you mentioned that about, you know, denying our normal, you know, human rights to go to the restroom and things <laughs> like that. Because so often teachers feel like they can't ask for those things. And yeah. that that should definitely be something that teachers are pushing back for. And boundaries are a huge piece of that. Mm-hmm. So in my program and in my classes and stuff like that, I share with teachers, you know, these mindset shifts to kind of help incorporate self-care into their days. What do you tell teachers who say, you know, they just don't have time for it? 
I tell teachers that say they don't have time that you don't have time to not make time <laughs> for it Amen. because it is essential. It is something that you know we have to do, and and if it means reevaluating your current priorities and um, making so, so that you can make time for self care, then that's what you need to do um, because we all have twenty four hours in a day, and that's that's our circumstance. That's not going to change, but maybe maybe we're spending a little too much time on social media, and instead of scrolling and comparing and all of that, like you could go out and go for a walk, or you could you know do something that fills you up. Um, so we all have time in our day. It's just a matter of how we're using that time. So I recommend that teachers reevaluate their priorities in order to sneak some more self-care in there. And I, and like you and I, we're moms and, you know, we have kids and that totally makes our schedules so full, so fast. But in order to be a great mom, you still also need self-care too. So, you know, using your, your baby or your kids as an excuse it's just that it's and it's an, it's an excuse, and you can reevaluate your priorities and find even five minutes um, to do something for yourself. Yeah, and I just did. Um, I've been doing these pep talk episodes for the month of August, just to kind of give something a little bit more like motivational, inspirational type thing. And I'm bringing things that are happening in my real life into those. And one of those things that really stops teachers are these limiting beliefs. And so I kind of like in this last pep talk episode that I did, episode 14, I think, um, that episode I talked about how we have these limiting beliefs and how we can get through those because excuses are those limiting beliefs showing up in our lives. Mm -hmm. So I, I love that you kind of mentioned that part about excuses. And those are, those are pretty much excuses that we come up with that we, you know, can't do something because mm -hmm. we're moms, but we have to do these things in order for us to feel good and keep our lives sustainable. So yeah. I love that you said that. Sometimes it's like tough love to hear that. Like when someone says like, your excuse is just an excuse, like mm -hmm. that sometimes smacks and that hurts. Um, and that should be a sign to you that if something stings and something's like, makes you like, you know, go, Hey, that, that area probably needs a little work. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. So like I've, I've talked a little bit about this on my podcast and how we can kind of incorporate little bits of things into our day to kind of end the stress cycle. And that is self-care. You know, we're taking care of ourselves in order for us not to burn out. So what are your three biggest tips that for teachers to incorporate small moments of like self-care throughout their days? I recommend to just start small. It does not need to be this like spa day experience <laughs> or right. anything like that. It can be a guided meditation um, at your desk after school, after the kids leave to just kind of recenter before you go from the classroom to home. So keep it, keep it small, keep it simple. And then um, I always say schedule it because if it's not scheduled, it doesn't exist. Um, and as teachers, we are so used to like time blocking our whole day because that's essentially what our school schedule is. Um, mm -hmm. We forget to do that or we don't think to do that in our life outside of school. Um, and so just knowing that, okay, hey, I might have this going on tonight, but where can I fit in a walk or where can I fit in five minutes to read a devotional or what, whatever it is for you? Um, if you don't schedule it, it doesn't exist. It's like an appointment, like a dentist appointment or a doctor's appointment. 
you wouldn't not show up for that. So right. you, we need to stop not showing up for ourselves. So we need to schedule it. So start small, keep it simple, and schedule it. We are on the exact same page. I love this. It makes me feel so good because when I have when I meet other teachers and I talk to other teachers who have these same ideas, it's like, ah, I love it. And kind of going back to what you said about bu- bubble baths, I, I want to make sure that we kind of talk about that just a little bit because, you know, parts of our self-care journey is we need to kind of have these times where we're taking care of our nutrition, of our sleep, of all of those things. So oftentimes I see these teachers who are overworking, you know, like they're doing so much. And I think the idea behind bubble baths was just taking a time to intentionally rest. Mm -hmm. Um, But like you said earlier, we have to individualize our self-care routines. We have to make those so that they fit our needs. So if bubble baths for one person is helpful in helping them rest, then we've got to go, got to realize, okay, what's good for me to rest? Is it watching The Bachelor? Is it going, you know, for a bubble bath or getting your nails done? Like I love getting my nails done. It's my intentional time for me. I and love your nails. I love your manicure right now. It is adorable. Yes. It, you know <laughs> that I used that I use that as like a way to energize myself about the back to school season. I was like, I need something. I told my girl, I was like, I need something that will just make me excited about back to school. She was like, I've got you. And so I just love them. I love, I love it. Them. They're fun. I love so it. What is your like <laughs> self-care activity? that you do on those really crazy, stressful days? Like what's your go-to? My go-to, if I don't have a lot of time, is just – I love the app um, Calm. Mm-hmm. And my school district actually has a subscription for our teachers. Awesome. I think it's through our, I think it's some like through our insurance or something. But um, they just did it last year. And um, anyway, I just throw on whatever I'm feeling like, like a meditation or an inspirational thing. Um, and I just kind of sit at my desk and just kind of listen to it and just kind of recenter myself. If I have more time. I love to get out in nature and walk. Or if it's been like one of those days where I'm just like, might hurt somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> We've all had those I days. like, <laughs> yes, I like to go on a run and blast some 90s rap music. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's, that's so cool. That is so cool. So, yeah. 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 So um, you mentioned the app. Calm, and I'm going to put that mm-hmm. in the show notes just for anybody who wants to go and check that out because I've seen really great reviews on that. And that's really awesome that your district recognizes that teachers need that, even if it's through your insurance company. I just think that's awesome that they provide that for you. Like, what a supportive district. Yes. We got an email about that last year and I was like, what? Okay, sign me up. <laughs> yes, yes. And I think I think it's safe to say, I mean, like throughout this conversation, we have a very aligned perspective about self-care, stress management, making our teaching career sustainable. And as we all know, mm-hmm. like teachers are leaving the profession at the highest rate in recent years. Um, I think that is mainly because they're recognizing their worth and how it's been, you know, perceived that, you know, teachers are only teachers. But why do you think that is? I truly think teachers are leaving because of a lack of support. 
from mm-hmm. their admin and from central admin. Um, I believe student behaviors have a huge part of that as well. But again, that also comes from an administrative kind of issue yeah. too. Um, and I just believe like burnout, like straight up burnout from the pandemic. Um, teachers were thrown into hybrid, virtual, in-person, a combination of two or three or all. Um, and then teachers have been just realizing their worth. And um, through the help of other but other people on Instagram, they're realizing that, hey, my teaching degree can translate into the corporate world. Mm-hmm. And they're leaving for ed tech jobs, which which no judgment. Like I, I've even myself like Googled and looked for my own self. Yeah. Um, but I realized my heart is still in the classroom. And if yeah. your heart is no longer in the classroom, that is okay. And, and that there is no judgment or no shame for everyone. Everyone has to make their own choices. I just knew that I – wasn't ready to leave. Um, I wanted to, I just, I just wasn't ready to leave yet. But, um, for anyone that is, I think it's because of lack of support, student behaviors, and just pure burnout. I think that you said something that was really interesting because so many people think that when we're talking about self-care and all of these things and burnout, that we're telling them they have to stay in a job that they don't love anymore. And I'm never telling a teacher, you know, stay in this job, even though you hate it. Like, no, like, if you love teaching, if this is what your heart is in, I think we're on the same page with this, then, you know, you're going to have to do these things in order to make it sustainable. Otherwise, it's not sustainable. Yeah. 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 I, I just have such a passion for helping teachers who just feel called to be in the classroom Mm -hmm. um, because like that, that is a calling, you know, like that's something that you, that you're, you're meant to do. And and if it's no longer your calling, it's, it's okay. (laughs) And there are other ways that you can use that calling if it's no longer in a physical classroom. There's so many options nowadays. And so what do you think that we can do to lower that teacher attrition or those teachers leaving the profession? Yeah. Um, I think there's some big systemic changes that need to happen. It's such a mess that it's almost, it feels almost impossible for someone like you and me to like fix, well, cause it kind of is. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you kind of have to put the systemic issues aside because that's not something that is within our realm of control. Um, but I think also working with your admin to make positive changes, just having those open, um, sometimes hard conversations with your admin and just saying, Hey, like I really need this from you, or, you know, this is what's happening and here's how you can help me, or here's what I need. Like going to your admin, but going with a solution oriented mindset. Like I have these ideas, like this is how things can become better and, you know, totally remaining professional. But I know I had that conversation last um, spring with my admin Mm -hmm. and I was very open and very honest. It was very scary. It was not, they weren't scary, but like it to put myself out there like that, you know, was very out of character for me. Um, And, and I kind of like laid it all out there for them in a very professional, respectful way. They were so thankful that I did that and was able to share things in a way that they had never thought of before. They yeah. didn't realize certain perspectives that I was bringing to the table and they were so appreciative of the things that I shared. And this year, 
there has been some significant changes for the better um, in my building. And I'm not saying it's all because of me because like I know that they opened these conversations up to the whole staff. Um, right. But just having that in that conversation with with your admin can really, really help. And if it doesn't, then there is an indicator that maybe – you know, it's time for you to look other places. Um, but teachers also need to be asserting boundaries. Mm-hmm. So put boundaries in place and stick to them. And if you need help with boundaries, you know, Brittany <laughs> and <laughs> myself, we're your girls to go to for boundaries. And yes. then I, I talk a little bit about how this is like a grassroots movement. Like like I said earlier, like no one's coming. No one's coming to save us. So mm-hmm. we kind of have to do this ourselves. We kind I've even heard it referred to as, is it quiet quitting? I heard, I've seen some posts this past week yes. where you're basically working contracted hours, not overextending yourself. Um, you're not quitting, but you're also not working yourself into the ground either. So just yeah. boundaries, open communication with your admin, and just you know knowing your worth and knowing that if you're not happy, you can do something about it. Like you can change grade levels. You can change districts. You, you know, can you're change not positions stuck. within the school district. You know, yes. like I have a friend who went through my individualized educare program. She didn't realize her strengths. It, she didn't realize that she had these strengths in technology and now she's a technology coach. So, That's I mean, like awesome. you don't have to stay in a certain position within teaching. Mm-hmm. And you said something a minute ago, you know, we've got to have these boundaries in place. But and I've I've been saying this a lot, but the only people who can change our system is us. But it's not going to be those burned out teachers because they don't have that energy. They don't have those boundaries in place and they can't make that movement. But we can start small, like you talked about earlier, and start incorporating our self-care, start setting those boundaries and putting those in place. And once we have those, we'll be able to speak up and have those conversations with administration and say, hey, you know, these are some things that I'm noticing. Here's some solutions. So I really love that you brought about that solution mindset, too, Mm -hmm. because I think that's so important. And I know that you've talked about, you know, I've talked about creating more sustainable work-life balance on my podcast in the past, and I know that listeners want to hear another perspective on how they can achieve this. So what would you suggest for those teachers who are looking for better work-life balance? Uh, that, this is a great question. Um, systems. Mm -hmm. creating systems that serve you um, and having routines, systems and routines that serve you and um, just having your priorities. Um, I know I teach teachers to like to have your list of five priorities Mm -hmm. and you, you you are first no matter what. You are first. Your family is second. School is somewhere, you know, third, fourth, or whatever. Um, and then you have other things. Everyone's different, so everyone has their own things. But and then you build your routines and your systems to honor your priorities. Um, <laughs> thank I <love> you. That. <laughs> so it all starts with your priorities. Um, and if you don't have those in line with your values and what what's, what fills you up, then that's where you, we have to start. We have to start with our priorities and then just building those systems and routines, which um, which is something that I know you and I both teach. So. Mm-hmm. 
Rachel, I think we're the same person. <laughs> Just two different bodies. Like, I love that. I love it. And I love that yours was is more focused on the priorities. I talk a lot about, like, in my program, values-based living. Okay. Um, and so those are two in the same thing, basically. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's, that's really cool. Um, so do you have any books or, like, courses that you recommend for teachers who are just learning about self-care and taking back control and power in their careers? Yeah, um, I'm not a huge reader. <laughs> I'm kind of embarrassed to admit that, but hey, no, I own no. it. <laughs> That's fine. But I did read um, a book this summer that like blew me away. I could not put it down, and it sat on my nightstand for almost a year. <laughs> and then when I finally <laughs> dove into it, I like couldn't put it down. Yeah. Um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Yes. Oh my gosh, that yes. like rocked my world in the best way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then years ago when I had my first burnout, um, The Energy Bus by John Gordon really kind of – Oh, really? Mm. Uh, it's great. You, if you're a reader, you, you, need to, you need to read. It's an easy, easy read. Um, but yeah, Energy Bus. And the, he actually has um, a version for kids um, that, that I, I read to my students. I just finished it this week. We take one day. It's, there's five essential rules and just like the energy bus for grownups, there's five essential rules to live by. Um, and so I did one rule a day with my students. And so my kids do it too. I love um, it. Yeah. You check it out. Um, and then, um, well, Pop PD. Hello. We need to talk hello. about that. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> but Pop PD is a professional development website development that is created by teachers for teachers. So, you know, you have your course on there. I have a workshop on there and it's all about teacher wellness and boundaries. And I know there's another girl. Um, Helena. You have to edit. Helena. Yes, Helene. Helena. Yeah. 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 Helena has a course on there about leaving work on time. So you'll find a lot of resources at Pop PD that are really short, manageable, bite-sized pieces of professional development. And you do get a... Um, a certificate of completion that you can use for PD hours if your district requires you to do that. So a little plug in there for Pop PD. <laughs> I love that you plugged it in. And I'm going to plug in that both Rachel and I have been on Pop PD's TikTok. So if you're yes. looking for ways to connect with us further and Pop PD, we're both on there a lot. Yes. <laughs> we're like the TikTok ambassadors for Pop PD. We are. <laughs> Go us. <laughs> My oldest son thinks that's so cringe. He even calls it cringe. He's like, Mom, that is so cringe that you're on TikTok. And I'm like, sorry. You know, my <laughs> that's how I got started with all of this stuff. Like I was on TikTok first and just kind of like I started posting how I could help educators during virtual pandemic. And now my kids in my class are like, how many followers do you have? And I'm like, I don't know, like 25,000. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. You are rocking TikTok. I've, I, I follow you and I see your TikTok. Oh, okay. I'm like, you are awesome. I'm I'm, I'm a work in progress. <laughs> no, no, I mean, like, I feel like it's such a good way that teachers have been getting professional development for free and now Pop PD's there and yes. you can actually get these real helpful, you know, um, professional development. I think it's just such a great platform to it help is. teachers. And I'm so glad that we could talk on here and talk in real time. And yes. 
this has just been so much fun. I love talking with people who just get it, you know? Me too. Me too. (laughs) Um, It needs to be more people like us advocating for teachers. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So for those listeners who um, are loving your perspective, they want to follow along, can you share where listeners can find more about you and if you have anything that you offer right now? Absolutely. Um, so you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Chockful of Life. And also I have a website, www.chockfulloflife.com. And I have a podcast, the Chockful of Life podcast. Yes. <laughs> and um, you can also sign up for a freebie of mine on um, evaluating your teacher time and energy. It's called the Teacher Time and Energy Scorecard. And it'll just give you an um, idea of where you're using your time and losing your time. And same with where you're using your energy and losing your energy, just to kind of give you an overview of what you could be doing better. So you can sign up for that on my website. I love that. Okay. So I'm going to put um, all of those links in the show notes so that people can go to your um, pages and get your freebie and all of that. And we'll also put a link in the show notes for your Poppy D course. So Awesome. Thank you yeah. so much. No problem. And thank I'm, you for having me. Yes. Thank you for being on the show. I've really enjoyed talking with you. Yes. I'm so, We could be teacher besties. Yes. I, I mean, like, I feel like we already are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are. We totally are. As you can see, Rachel and I really hit it off, and it's such a blessing to connect with other educators who have the same mission as I do to reach teachers who are feeling alone in this challenging world of education right now. This is why it is so important to find supportive friends in your buildings, communities, and even online. Self-care isn't just bubble baths and manicures. It's about the intention you set for implementing time for yourself by setting boundaries, recharging and recalibrating and regulating your nervous system, however that looks for you. Self-care and resilience should be individualized for your unique personality, your needs, your environment, and your specific season in life. But you also need that supportive community behind you, which is why I am super excited to share with you guys that I have opened a Facebook community to bring all of us together in one place and to bring you the support you may need community style. So head over to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash support squad to join now. I want to remind you, you are a resilient teacher. We are in this together. You have got this. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. To keep this conversation going, connect with me on Instagram at Teaching Mind, Body, and Soul or TikTok at Miss Princess Teach. I am always looking for an excuse to remind you that you are a resilient teacher. If you're looking for more support in creating a sustainable, individualized self-care plan to beat burnout, squash stress, and build educator resilience, check out my online membership and course, The Individualized Educare Program at teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash program. I'll see you next time. Before you go, head over to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash podcast to check out any links, freebies, and resources discussed in this episode so that you can start recovering from or preventing burnout and reigniting your passion for teaching. If you liked this episode and it helped you or made you think in any way, I know it will be for other educators too. So subscribe and leave a review so more educators can find this community as well. Did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the teachers in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of the episode you're listening to and tell me and post it in your stories. What do you say that we start creating a trail for more teachers around us so that we can start to make the change in the system of education, how teachers are seen and respected, and for ourselves? I look forward to connecting with you more on Instagram at Teaching Mind, Body, and Soul or TikTok at Miss Princess Teach. 
I am always looking for an excuse to chat more about burnout, resilience, and teacher support. I'll see you in the next episode.